1: Welcome. Welcome to The Hustle Sold Separately. We are a weekly podcast dedicated to doers, creators, entrepreneurs, hustlers, CEOs, people in and around the world that are they're in their thing, they're on their vibe, they're building on something passionate, uh, they're doing something different, they are out of the box, they are definitely going against the status quo. Uh, often misunderstood, just like a lot of our guests have been at various stages of their Uh, journey as well too and every week those people come on the show and they talk a little bit about what are they experiencing in real time you know uh, it's easy to focus on the success that people are having um, which is different for every single person but how are they evolving in the process what uh, is you know what means the most to them what are they learning about themselves Um, what are they learning about their growth and the way that they're building something and by doing so I believe and this is why we we set this up this way that it 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 humanizes the entrepreneurial journey. It connects all of us. So it shows all of you guys, the listeners, our loyal followers, that everybody is uh, is, is experiencing something at some point. Um, and that we're all actually very familiar. We're very similar in a lot of ways. So really appreciate each and every one of you guys. I'm Matt Gottesman, as many of you guys know. And for those of you that are newer, um, you guys can follow me uh, at HDF Magazine, at Matt Gottesman, and at Hustle Sold Separately on Instagram. You guys know I answer each and every DM and remark on uh, my wall as the best that I can do. And you guys are amazing. So, um, and as always, please um, give us a rating and review. Uh, not only do I value, but apparently Apple does too. So as I, as I, as I uh, note and, uh, you know, we've got another really great show today, uh, an individual that I met uh, recently, and we're going to be talking about how your biggest problem can be your obscurity and that can actually happen in a lot of different areas of your life. Uh, and so we've got Tom Schwab, who's an entrepreneur, speaker, he's an author, and he's also the founder of interview valet. Uh, which is a podcasting service and i'll get into that here in a second well uh, actually we can get into it right now so it's it's a leading podcast interview marketing company it's also a system that helps you turn your listeners into customers um podcasting is a very very hot topic right now it is consistently growing and it's also evolving as well too so um whether people like me and others have started this you know three four years ago uh or people who are just getting to it now there's just it's it's an evolutionary process i do still believe um it's Early enough to get in, uh, maybe Tom can uh, uh, talk me differently, though. In that, uh, but I, I do think it's still a great time uh, with all that's happening, uh, you know. And he says, like in this noisy digital world, you can't really break through the noise, right? You just have to add to it. Um, you need to get in on the conversation um, and 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 where the ideal customers they're already listening, right? And once that happens. Forget it. There's complete alignment, and that can happen in a multitude of ways. Whether it's you know through your digital channels, through a, you know another podcast as well. There's a lot of entrepreneurs out there that they want you know press, or maybe they were thinking about traditional press, but were they thinking about more non-traditional, like getting on certain podcasts where the customers actually want what you are talking about? Um, so so Tom's Tom's that guy, uh, and then as a Navy veteran, uh, he ran nuclear power plants. And then as an inbound marketing engineer, Tom uh, has professionally uh, a unique approach to everything. That's just why he created this. Marketing's been at its heart uh, starting a conversation with somebody who could be an ideal customer. He helps many thought leaders, as I mentioned, and they could be anywhere from coaches, authors, speakers, consultants, emerging brands. You can see probably why he and I connected. As many of you guys know, you know get featured on leading podcasts. Their ideal prospects um, are already listening to. And uh, he focuses on a very time-proven strategy and then supercharges it with today's technology, right? Um, and you just, he's here to help brands essentially get more traffic, more leads, more customers, more, more listeners. And uh, he's also the author of the podcast, Guest Profits, Grow Your Business with a Targeted Interview Strategy. So you guys can also check that out. Uh, so Tom, hopefully that interview did you some justice. Matt, I am thrilled to be here. I thank you so much for being here, man. And I, I really appreciate the first time we spoke and, uh, you know, your, your experience, your expertise, your background, walk us through how we got here today. You can go as far back as the Navy, you can go pre Navy. Like how did we get here to here, um, where you're running this, you know, amazing, uh, company during a
0: time of, of really, uh, of quite a bit of growth as well too. What, what, how did we get here? You know, it only makes sense looking back, and a lot of times people say, I had this plan the entire way. Heck no. <laughs> you know, right. um, here I was, a Midwestern kid, never been farther than 100 miles from my home, and I got the rare opportunity to go to the U.S. Naval Academy. So thank you to all the taxpayers for um, for sending me to college. But my first job out of college was running nuclear power plants in the Navy. I was a mechanical engineer, and uh, one of the things that taught me is that everything can be systematized. It can be trained. It can be refined. It can be, you know, a process behind it. And it always kills me when people say, we don't understand my business. Uh, it, it can't be done that way. And I'm like, you don't understand your business, right? If, if 21-year-old high school educated, uh, highly motivated people can run nuclear power plants, you can teach somebody how to run your business, And so that's where I started. Um, I left um, the Navy um, and went into corporate America. So I went from uh, one, what I thought was a steady job, into another steady job, working for a Fortune 500 medical device company. That's what brought me here to Kalamazoo, Michigan. And I worked on the engineering side, the operations side, the distribution, and then the sales and marketing. And when I look back on that, it was like, those were all the perfect pieces that I needed to help me where I am here, and with that, um, I had um, started a distributorship. And when the uh, uh, the world went into the Great Recession, and Michigan led us in there, um, they came to me and said, uh, "You know, we want to buy you ba- buy the distributorship back. You know, we want to cut out the middleman." Makes a whole lot of sense until you look in the mirror and you realize, 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 realize. The but they did right by me. And to take a small sideline business that we had, which was e-commerce or direct-to-patient durable medical equipment, and we were doing it just regionally in Michigan, but thought, man, I could make such a much bigger impact doing it nationally. And I didn't want to do the old brick and mortar, um, and I had read a book by two smart guys out of MIT, uh, Darmesh Saw and Brian Halligan, who went on to um, found HubSpot. And they talked about using inbound marketing, using content to attract, engage, and delight customers. And that's what we did. Uh, We were one of their early e-commerce customers. And we went from a regional player to a national leader in about three years, sold off that company. And uh, then during my sabbat, 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 some friends in a mastermind with their digital marketing. And one of the things that I saw was that for them, doing a blog was a homework assignment. These were entrepreneurs. They were These were speakers, not writers. And so I hypothesized that you could use podcast interviews the same way we used to use guest blogs, right? Instead of writing a blog on your own site, well, put it on Huffington Post, Wall Street Journal, Forbes, somewhere where there's a lot of traffic. And get that know, like, and trust, drive the traffic back, drive the leads back. And so we started to test that uh, in 2014 with podcast interviews. It worked awesome. But as an engineer, I said, well, there's got to be something wrong with this. There's got to be niche or the personality. So we tested it. We refined it. Um, Then I thought, hey, I'll just write a book on it. And then some people said, hey, we'll do a course. So I brought a course out and I never took it out of beta, Matt, because what I found was that people weren't using it. They said, you know, you've given me the cookbook. You've given me the videos on how to do it. But at the end of the day, I just want to be the guest. You take care of the rest. Mm. So in the end of 2015, we started to beta test it, took it out of beta in 2016, and that's become Interview Valet. And we're a team of 16, uh, all virtual, live in the United States. Uh, We serve about 90 clients. And uh, really, uh, it's been an amazing time. Uh, the way podcasting now is exploding. Uh, people are seeing fantastic results, better cost of lead acquisition, better cost of customer acquisition. It's really better than I ever dreamed of. And, you know, talk about how you can use that to fight, 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 fight to me that I think that is the biggest problem we all have today.
1: No, that was so well, by the way, I- <laughs> I don't know if it happened on, on uh, your side. There's a couple of times where it would like, like you just now said, like, fight and say fight, fight, fight. It was like actually say the word several times. <laughs> so, but I think it's making for an entertaining episode. And I, so I don't know why, why there might be a little bit of um, uh, repetition there happening. But I want to tell you, I love what you shared. Um, and it's, it's an interesting time. And I'll tell you what was also interesting about what you were saying about how here you wrote this book, you, you really, you know, had a working knowledge of it. You created a course and you're absolutely right. Sometimes the issue with a course, um, is you can give people the blueprint, even like do this <clears throat> one thing at a time, and uh, the exact steps. But a lot of times people really would rather just delegate and say, you know what, it's not my area. Why don't you do it? And I love that you recognize that and turn that into, a, into its business. You know, it's like, Beta was something different for you. It's like, hey, the course proved this. People just need it done for them. And here's how we're gonna build that business model.
0: So in an essence, it really got you your data feedback that you were looking for, you know? Well, and I always say that, you know, I've got an opinion about my business. I can hire a coach or a consultant. They've got an opinion. But the only experts are the people that are voting with their time and their money, the customers. And you just have to be smart enough. Uh, we used to say in the Navy, be smart enough to know right answer when told. And you know, uh, you gotta double down on what they love and stop doing what they loathe. And so I remember a client came to us and said, you know, I love working with you because Sinatra only sang. Mm. And I'm like, thank you, what's that mean? And he's like, he's a hardworking guy. He was a smart guy. But he realized, 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 realized his time was singing. And he said, I just want to, you know, perform. I want to go on the interview. I want you to do everything before and after.
1: Yep. Yeah. He just wanted to walk in. Nacho wanted to walk in, walk on stage, do what he loved, walk off stage, and he's out. You know, and I can see how a lot of, um, I can see how a lot of businesses want to do that. Like, we know we do this very, very well. Please take care of the rest. And, uh, and I think that that's, uh, and that's, that's probably where you also see a higher rate of return, a higher rate of success for people who can, um, get out of the weeds from doing everything, which obviously, cause you guys are very systemized too. I mean, I think you and I, when we first talked on the phone about getting really systemized and organized, um, is a game changer for any business, for any brand being able to actually like institute a system. I basically, I won't do anything now without a system, <laughs> like if, if it can't be put into a system, I, I don't want to do it, you know? Um, so Uh, that's kind of now how I've, I've kind of come to, to learn it, you know, learn it right. Um, what, you know, how we, this idea of obscurity, like I I think a lot of people, a lot that you, I think you said something like there's a lot of amazing products and services out there. There's a lot of amazing brands out there. The only problem is that nobody knows about you and that is a problem. And in this day and age, there is a lot of noise. There's so much noise. And I don't think it has to be I know it doesn't have to be as difficult when you can actually really pick a few key distribution points that really resonate with what you're trying to do and who and who you're trying to do it for versus let me try to do everything. And I think that that's where there's overwhelm for a lot of people is because there's too much to do. I tried it. This hurt. I don't know what to do anymore. And then they just stop. Right. how how do you see the landscape right now
0: I think it's getting noisier and noisier right and we're starting to block out the noise right so we all have I, I don't pick up my 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 I get so many Robo calls um, email oh, 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 much spam so as you try that people are blocking you I think I was even on a uh, airplane uh, about a year ago uh, flying to do a keynote and the guy next to me, he could have been an ideal customer, but he sat down, he put his headphones on and you know, there's no way I was going to break through that noise without being a real jerk. Right. Um, and interrupting him. So to me, the noisier it gets, the quieter I want to get. Um, I want to get in on that conversation and uh, you know, what's, what's old is new again. And I think of, you know, what my grandfather would use to, to build his business, you know, he'd go to the country club and have somebody introduce them to their friends. And so I'm like, if it worked for him, it can work for us. And so that same way of how can we get in on that conversation? And maybe that's, you know, being on their, on their physical stage, they have an event and, you know, Hey, Matt, come and speak at the event. Oh, okay. You know, or is it something digital? where I'm doing a webinar. Matt, could you come to the webinar? I'm doing a podcast. Matt, could you be a guest on that? But doing something to get in on the conversation as opposed to to just trying to break it through it. And there's a lot of tools out there, um, but I think a lot of times we misuse the tools. You know, to me, a tool is a it's an amplifier, right? It, it amplifies your ignorance, uh, or your brilliance uh, mm. a buddy of mine Dan Miller had a, a Tree that was struck by lightning and he had uh, an artist come out with a chainsaw and he carved like this beautiful eagle into it Well that same winter um, I went out and I was cutting wood and almost cut my leg off and I look at that and go It's not the tool. It's the operator using it. So just giving uh, giving people and giving us all more and more tools and more powerful tools doesn't mean it's going to work better. You know, if I if I don't have a good strategy on how to use email and how to serve people with that, giving me a stronger tool is just going to drive up my spam score. So mm-hmm. I think you've got to go back and look at what the strategy is and how you can impact individuals, how you can impact your customers, not the entire world.
1: Absolutely. You know, Seth Godin recently said something like, Your goal isn't to be popular to the world, it's to be popular to the people within the world that you're trying to play in. So within that, you know, that group of people that you're constantly um, trying to serve and help and where are they at and how and and how do you do, you know, talk to them there. And I like the fact that you also said, you you know, you kind of have to go back and look at like the strategy and also what's old is new. Um, you just you're dropping a lot of nuggets here. I can't <laughs> I can't help it. I mean, but I mean, it, it's all such really great um, advice because um, if we quickly try to do too many things and I, and I think that that sometimes also happens because look, I love Gary Vee. I am a Gary Vee fan and he has the bandwidth to do what he does. And I know that he also explained about how you can take macro content and micro it out. I and agree with that. But um, I think sometimes the overwhelm comes from people who think like, Oh, I have to be able to do it to that capacity. It's like, no, 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 no. You can just pick one or two platforms. He used to do that too. He's just in a different phase of his life right now, but you can pick one or two marketing tools that, um, you are a brilliant operator at to serve your customers, um, and leave the other ones alone, but have an a under- basic working understanding and knowledge of them in case either a, you have to delve into them and you have somebody else help you or, you know, in case you have to adapt as things change. So, um, you know, it's, uh, and like you said, you know, the answer is, is not to cut the noise, but to get in on the conversation. I think that once you know where those conversations are happening, you've got to make a, a mad dash for them, which is also what you help facilitate. Right. Um, you know, any any strategies for people there of like, Outside just podcasts, Uh, podcasts are obviously a game changer. I think when you get on the right podcast, I mean, you've you've seen those results, right? Like you've had some of your clients end up on some certain podcast and then boom, um, they're right in front of the right audience. So of course, it's going to work.
0: Well, and that's the thing is with 600,000 podcasts, it's not getting on a podcast, it's getting on the right Right one one. Um, and you know, getting where your audience is. And that's one of the things we work with people and ask them, who do you want to talk with? And if somebody starts with, I want to talk with everyone, well, not everyone wants to listen to you. I, I think of when Instagram was first coming out, my daughter who was in middle school at the time came to me and goes, dad you need to be on Instagram. Everybody is on Instagram. And I said, who do you mean by everybody? She's like, me and all my friends. Well, that would have been creepy at that point for me to be on Instagram, you know, because my customers weren't on it at that point. So just because someone else is doing it doesn't mean that's a good conversation for you to be on on there. So really it's, uh, it, we've got more access to things, but we have to be more targeted, right? You don't have time to go on 600,000 podcasts. Um, you have to pick the ones that make a difference because you don't want to waste your time and you don't want to waste the audience's time too.
1: So true. So true. I, and I like that. You, you, It's funny, just your your conversation here is very it removes the overwhelm, I can tell from already. Right. Like, I can hear the size and the uh, the um, the re- size of relief from my audience right now. <laughs> like, just like, <laughs> like, you mean I only have to do uh, Instagram? I only have to do Facebook? I only have to do YouTube? It's like, well, you know, that's up to you to decide. <laughs> but yeah, kind of, I mean, if that's where the narrative is, then how are you optimizing that experience, you know?
0: Uh, I always say, you don't have to do anything. You know, you're a grown ass man, you're a grown ass woman. Yep. Make your own decisions. And I always hate when people come up to me and say, Tom, you've got to do this. You've got to do this. That would be like me, Matt, telling you right now, Matt, I went to the grocery store yesterday, and you've got to go to line two. Line two moves fastest. Right. Well, that's, that's useless information, right? Because I'm talking about a different market at a different time. So I'm trying to help you but what I'm really giving you is useless things. And for me to say you have to do this is it, it's, it's stupid, right? The best thing is to say, um, it, when somebody tells you that is like, well, tell me why it mark, worked in that market. You know, why did you, why did you think that was? So what can you learn from that? You know, maybe it was, um, you know, lane one had a lot of, uh, a lot of old people in it and they were really slow lane three had uh, a a lot of young kids in it and they were really slow so make the decision on that so i think the same way when somebody tells you uh, you've got to do this in your marketing well don't take them at, at at you know blind faith because there it's a different market at a different time ask them well why it worked you know and and learn the the underlying things for it, so that you can apply it not only today but going forward. Yeah, I I always find it interesting when people tell you how to do something,
1: um, because the busy ones who know how to do it usually don't tell you unless you ask them. <laughs> so then there's everybody else when they say, I mean you're right though. Everybody's operating that I think daily. Like you know what you should do with your podcast. You know what you should do with uh with the gym. You know what you should do, should do with your food. And it's like. Well, given the fact that, you know, and I love it when people even do it in like the health and and wellness space and I'm like, well, considering the fact that our cellular genome is completely different person to person and that there really isn't one diet um, because it all comes down to the gut health, then maybe we, um, we, we all need something a little different. And or to your point of like, what can I learn from? Why is this? Um, why are you recommending this? Oh, that's interesting. Let me look into that further because there seems to be some strategy there, <laughs> you know, related to, related to this conversation. Otherwise, yes. Um, it's so easy for people, I think, to, to talk about what other people should do. Um, when, you know, that's, that's, uh, I guess subjective in so many ways, but um, you know, so, what is some of the process that you've done like when, when, your, when your clients come in and um, do a lot of them know their audience and they're just trying to find podcasts
0: with that audience or, or is it a mixed batch? It's a mixed batch and before we even start with someone, we want to make sure that they're going to get great results with it. And after our first hundred clients, we went back and looked and said, well, how come some people get good results with podcast interview marketing and other ones get great results? And we really boiled it down to three factors, and they all multiply on each other. So that's what we look at first. It's message, market, and machine. And the message is, do you have stories to tell? Uh, Or or are you just trying to do an infomercial? Uh, Are you interested in being interesting? Uh, Because if you don't have that, nothing else is going to work. And the second part is, That market do you know who you want to talk to you know do you do you have your persona do you know their demographics their psychographics and we can work through them with that because that's the only way you're going to be able to find the right podcast the other thing too on that market is do you have something to help them with you know the people that said I just want to get on there to build my brand I don't know how you figure out return on investment on that and that's something that we focus on but also what's in it for the host what's in it for the audience if you know this got to be a win for all and then the third thing is the the machine right so when you're on a podcast somebody hears you they are going to go back to your website they are Mm going to go back to your social media and if your website looks like it was built in Y2K (laughs) you're not going to convert you know if your social media Makes you look like they're in the witness protection plan. I don't care. It, it, you are not going to convert off of that. So we always start with the end in mind. That if you want to have great results, this is the foundation you have to have.
1: So true. That's uh, you know, it's and it's interesting because it's one of the um the online incubator that I have for for brands. It's about thirty five people in there right now, and it's exactly, um, it's exactly that. Is that like how your brand? So a lot of the the gist is running your brand like a business. Um, so there's obviously the branding, the positioning, and the marketing, and how it's consistent across all these platforms, and how you're delivering and driving home your message. And then, of course, obviously, you start getting into more like the legal and the trademark and other things. But it's so true. It's like how um, people want to hear your voice. They they want to hear. Well, hopefully, um, but you've got to make it easy for them. And um, and you know, also, what happens? Be, you you want the relationship beyond the podcast like I want them to go I want them to go check out my website I want them to check out my social media I'm like man this guy answers every single message like how the hell does he do that you know <laughs> I want them to feel like this is a community and I'm here to learn I'm here to grow and I'm here to connect um, so you're right I think that um, I think people have to take their brands serious um, they don't have to know all the answers I don't think you, you can know all the answers until you keep taking chances and keep you know like, keep on the journey but you, ha- you definitely have to get your brand in alignment um, before you jump on a podcast. And before you offer that value, you know, because uh, to your other point is, you know, how does this add value to the the um, the podcast host listeners? Because they, you know, ultimately, we're all looking for content. I love great content. I can produce it by myself or I can do it with, you know, having amazing guests like yourself. I, I want good guests that... Um, you know, can add value to the listeners so they, it, they think about their own brands and what they can do for them, their own selves. So um, I love that you brought that up as well too.
0: And today we live in an amazing time, right? There's a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, of, but there's no better time to be alive. And I love it how we can produce content in the way that's easiest for us and then repurpose it in the way that's easiest for other people. So for me, I, I've written a lot of blogs in my life, but Writing a blog is a homework assignment. You know, I'll, I'll clean my desk. I'll go to the dentist before I have to do the blog. But for getting on a podcast interview, that's fun, just to talk. So with that, you can take the the podcast interview. You can transcribe it. You can make blogs out of it. You can put some video to it, and, and you can make a video. Uh, you can break it up into memes. So all of those things can be repurposed. Mm-hmm. And somebody asked me, when do you think, you know, podcasts are going to get to 100%? You know, the most recent study said that half the U.S. population had listened to podcasts. And I thought about it and I'm like, never, right? Because newspapers, television didn't get to 100 percent. Ten percent of the U.S. population is hearing impaired. They are not going to listen to a podcast. But it doesn't mean they can't appreciate the podcast by reading a transcript
1: such a good point. Where, and and it leads me to my question, where do you, where do you see podcasts going? Like, I mean, how, how much more growth, how do you think it's going to evolve? Um, and you know, it was interesting. I, and I really admired Tim Ferriss for doing this. I was reading yesterday. I don't know if you're, if you're aware of this, I'm sure I feel like you would be, but, um, but I think it just happened. Um, Tim is trying a six month experiment with no sponsors or advertisers, and instead, mm-hmm. what he's going to try to do is, and I and I, I totally get this. He's like, I want to run more experiments. Um, you can contribute to the podcast monthly, whether it's ten dollars, a hundred dollars, $1, a thousand dollars. Like he's got a, a few price ranges, and he's like, and with that money, here's what I'm I'm thinking about doing um, with it to continue to bring you all of this. Um, because and so so I'd be curious in when you talk about where you see the future of podcasts going. I feel like there's so many different routes to take, whether it's, you know, it's sponsorship heavy driven or integrated into the content or it's, um, you know, uh, you know, using segments to a monthly segment to be on somebody else's podcast or to, you know, having, um, the fans contribute in some way. Um, and then just in general, like how, how far mainstream does, does podcasting
0: go? I was at a conference last year at Harvard university. It was their first one on podcasting and, One of the things that they said was that this is the golden age of podcasting. And they did a whole keynote where they they showed the parallels between the golden age of radio and the golden age of podcasting. And so from that standpoint, we're in it. So we think it's a developed market, but it is so, so still in its infancy. And uh, as we look back, I think there's things that are, you know, we're going to laugh at and go, that was stupid. Like the name podcasting. I think that's the worst thing that's holding podcasting back right now. You know, I asked asked my two youngest daughters, what's the pod stand for in podcasting? They rolled their eyes and said, I don't know, dad, what's it stand for? They're, they're, they're what, 20 and 23? They've never known a world with an iPod. To them, you know... uh, podcasting is something they listen to on their phone or download to the car so I think it's gonna go away from this podcasting to on-demand uh, audio mm. and you know is it's does Gary Vaynerchuk have a podcast I don't know if you listen to it on audio he does but you can also listen to the video so I think it's, it's there's all kinds of blurred lines in there the other thing too is like you know as we're talking um, here in 2019 iTunes just killed off iTunes. Who saw that coming? Right. Um, I think we're going to see more blurring of lines. And I think podcasting is going to change. Some of it's going to go corporate. It already has. Um, where they've got the, the mid-roll, the beginning, uh, and the end-roll advertisements. There's nothing wrong with that. But I don't think all of it's going to go that way. And I think um, right now there's not a lot of monetization in podcasting. And part of that, I think, is driven by the data. You know, um, you can't tell who's watching it. Yep. Excuse me, who's who's listening the, yep. to it? Mm-hmm. Um, who's um, the demographics? So that's it's 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 sponsors to come in and spend money when they can't measure it. But I tell you what, the ones that are coming in early um, are seeing some fantastic results. I love working with software service companies because they know their numbers. They know their cost of lead acquisition and cost of customer acquisition. And I can remember working with uh, one big uh, uh, SaaS company and they actually shared us with their numbers. And they asked me, do you think we can beat this on podcast interviews? I knew the guys and I jokingly said, you could show up drunk on a podcast interview and beat those Coca and Cola numbers. And uh, they uh, went for a quarter the numbers were so good, they doubled down the next quarter, and then the next quarter they doubled down again on the podcast interviews. And they keep uh, joking that one day they're going to test the experiment and um, see if you can really convert drunk on a podcast interview. And uh, so <laughs>
1: that's awesome. <laughs> Probably <laughs> uh, no, you know, um, you're and you're right. It's there is a data scenario, I'm, I'm very driven by data and I only get so much from Libsyn. You know what I mean? That, and that's not even real. That's just like listens in countries and stuff like that. But like it, when, once you can start really diving into um, like real data analysis uh, with podcasting, that's going to be phenomenal. And I know, I know that there's some early adopters already working through a lot of that right now. Um, so that'll be fun. And, uh, and you're right when it comes to the monetization, um, there's so many... It's such a good conversation to have right now because I, uh, you know, I, I've had. So I remember I had one gal ask me. She said, "Well, do you make money with the podcast?" You know, like you know, you know how people they like they, they when they that's like when they when they come out very strong and like, well, there have been sponsors in the past, yes, but um, currently, you know, we're not really doing that right now. And and she was like, "Well, I, you know, if you can't make money, I'm like, ooh, okay." It's like if you're looking at that from that angle, you're missing a couple of key points. And she's like, you know please help me understand. I said, well, distribution. She goes, okay. I'm like, well, you know, if you've got a loyal following and you're helping them, then you're probably also helping them in a multitude of areas. And if you're helping them in a multitude of areas, um, you can also sell your products and services if you have them. And she goes, okay. And I'm like, let's talk relationships. I was like, if I were to show you my phone's Rolodex, it's everyone from Hollywood to the music industry to Wall Street and everyone in between. I'm like, I can make a phone call. (laughs) <laughs> to like jet blue right now <laughs> if i'm having an issue <laughs> and talk to the co-founder if i need to <laughs> you know was like let's not let's not uh you know make haste here like you have to understand that there's a there's a long game involved with podcasting as well too because it's still in its infancy um and, and that's why i actually give i give tim paris a lot of credit for him saying like hey let's try this differently um, and see how engaged the fans really are. And he said, he's like, if it doesn't work, I'll, 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 I'll bring back, you know, ads. But why don't I work with you guys? You know, let's and, like, oh, go ahead.
0: And, and there's, you know, as you were saying that, it reminded me of that phrase, the richness of your life is the richness of your relationships. Ooh, and yes. part of that is your bank account. But part of it is also that Rolodex that you can call on, mm-hmm. the friends, the relationships. There was a study that just came out. I um, can't remember who did it. Uh, but the, they estimated the median podcaster makes $12 an episode, mm. which does, doesn't even cover your time, much less uh, no. the hosting. So if you're just doing it for uh, you know uh, CPM, um, you're, <laughs> there's a lot better ways to make money. But if you're doing it to, to build a brand, to build yes. those relationships, boy, there's no easier way to do it.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, you know, it, well, uh, you know, the, interestingly, too, is because a lot of them, after we, we'll, we'll talk, and they go, oh, you know, so uh, tell me more about your background. And then once I tell them, like, oh, you know, back-end tech, help uh, brands scale, I'm systematic-driven, you know, I do all this other stuff. We do cost-requisites. Like, you know, you start doing it like, like wait, 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 wait. You understand everything digitally? I'm like, yeah, like, meet me in my office. Every time <laughs> you know, it's like, it's like, well, yes, let's, let's talk, you know, but you're, you're right. I, there's the relationships, there's the long game. Um, you're right though, too that, that $12 an episode, if they were to really break it down that way. Um, and uh, you know, and, and I think that it, because it's so new, there's just so many new models that are coming out there. Uh, I think you're in a fin- fantastic uh, situation where now are you helping connecting people and podcasts? Um, but you know, stops you from becoming a media company that also has um particular partnerships with some of these media outlets because you know you you almost can diversify into a whole new not that you want to leave that lane i'm just saying that like, yeah. you know what i mean like there's it, i think we're just we're all still so new and you're going to consider i think just like the way tv got more organized over so many years and who, who knows where it is right now i actually don't watch tv but um you'll probably see the same happen like with podcasts and networks, just like you're seeing like what's happening with Spotify. And can you talk a little bit about what's happening with Spotify?
0: Oh, uh, it's uh, it changes so much, but the money is coming in. And this report that I, I read was actually an investor's report uh, about talking about the market and where the opportunities were. Um, Spotify bought Gimlet uh, is it $140 million. It's either 140 or 230 million, I believe. Um, For just the shows they had. Um, And it's sort of a way Netflix is doing their own content uh, the same way um, YouTube Prime or Amazon Prime is doing their own content. Some of these bigger houses are now trying to bring all the content, or not all of it, but some of it uh, in-house. And it's just amazing the money that's flowing into, into podcasting. Uh, Himalaya, which is a big, big, uh, Chinese company. They're the biggest, um, podcasting company in Asia. They just came to the U S and did a a huge funding round. So there's a lot of money there. Um, then the other thing too, is before we were talking about how the analytics aren't perfect and that's a problem and that's an opportunity, right? Because in a new market, that's, that's not a perfect market it's not it's not it's not it's transparent it's like the gold rush when everybody went out to california nobody had maps uh nobody really knew how to work it and there were some people that were really smart or really lucky or really hard working that really really hit it well once it gets to a totally efficient market where everybody knows the price everybody knows the uh, the map well now we're talking about t-bills Right. Mm-hmm. And you can be guaranteed that you're going to get, um, you know, one percent less less than the uh, rate of inflation uh, on those. Uh, so from that standpoint, um, yeah, th- there's some downside to it, but there's huge upside also. Well stated. Well, put. yeah, I mean, it, it's it's incredible what's just just
1: watching what's happening um, and seeing, you know, yeah, like companies like Himalaya and um, and Spotify it's an amazing time um yeah and 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 I, and i see this because they clearly see that the consumption rate and the the leverage too i mean when you think about cuz i i think just the 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 excitement around podcasts is that and it's in my opinion of course but it's in your ear at any time of the day on, like you said, on demand. And I think on demand, I mean, we're only only still at the beginning of that, um, you know, in some cases it's being abused (laughs) and in other, in other cases it's, it's a, it's a a godsend, right? But I think it allows people to control um, the input, what's coming into their ears when it's coming in and podcasts, you can't deny its growth. So I feel like people like Spotify, look at that and go, okay, you know what? it's time we, you know, it's time we double down a little bit more on what's going on over there and getting involved. So it's been, a, I would, Oh, go ahead.
0: Yeah. And I, I would even add in what speed it's coming into your ears. Yes. Uh, 70% of uh, the people that listen to podcasts, listen to them sped up. And I typically listen at about two X and cause my mind tends to wander. And so I can listen to a podcast at, at two to two and a half X. I can listen to a book, uh, at that and it's great because I can consume more content, but I can also um, not be distracted with it. So I always joke that, you know, I, I run at half X speed as I listen to podcasts two X speed. Uh, the only difference is like when I talk to you live, Matt, you just sound so weird uh, because I'm used to you talking at a higher pitch and much faster.
1: Right. <laughs> That's true. My podcast voice comes on. It's very uh, calming, I guess. But uh, but yeah, no, I I you're you're absolutely correct. Yeah, because like anybody you listen to, well, to your point, anybody you listen to, if you're doing it at like a high pitch 2x, <laughs> and then when you get on the phone with them, you're like, oh, this is how you normally talk. You know, um, phenomenal. Where like where how can people, by the way, get in touch with you? Where can they get a hold of you?
0: Yeah, um the easiest way is just go to interviewvalet.com forward slash H S S. For Hustle sold separately. Uh, you know, I'll put all of my um, social media there. You don't have to figure out which Tom Schwab and Kalamazoo it is. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> you know, you even mentioned the book before. And I, I don't like to use podcasts to, you know, hype a book or anything. If you want a free copy of it, just go to interviewvalet.com forward slash interview. HSS. Uh, I'll put a free copy of it there and uh, also all my my uh, social media links. And if any of this resonated with you, if you're thinking, wow, I could use this for my brand, I could use this for my company, uh, let's jump on the phone. Let's talk and we'll look at your message market machine to predict what kind of success you'd have with podcast interview marketing.
1: I want everybody listening to hear what he just said and to go to that link, which I'll also include in the show notes. For a multitude of reasons. Number one, because he is accessible to, help, to get on the phone, <laughs> you know, and, and actually talk with you about like, where are you at with the podcast and like how all this, you know, this world works and all that other stuff. And also a book. And just in general, um, I think that human connection sometimes is so difficult. Plus, um, I want you all to show Tom here uh, how loyal we all are as a community (laughs) because uh you know i was i was telling him the other day like the the amount of people um you know who promote uh and i love all of you guys promote this uh you know on your on your social media when you're listening to it you guys leave the ratings and reviews and then you also you know reach out to our guests literally they so if there's ever any by the way if you have any social too tom like they do reach out to people but it sounds like uh, interview valet i n t e r v i e w valet v a l e t dot com forward slash h s s for the greatest podcast on earth. Um, Tom might Tom might have a whole other top five, but <laughs> 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 uh, no, I really, I really, Tom, I really appreciate you coming on and having this conversation because um, I want to constantly remind people to re- I I just I kind of want I want to constantly reduce the overwhelm of how much is going on with content, to help people realize like you don't have to do it all, you just have to be very intentional with what you're doing and why you're doing it and where you're doing it and for who.
0: I agree with you completely, and I just wanna thank you for all you do, and I'm gonna give a, a plug. Leave a rating and review for Matt. It's how other people find the show, and you know anybody that says, as fast as, as is easy, has either never done it or never done it well. It's the great ones that make it look easy. It's like playing football on Sunday afternoon. It's like, yeah, I want that job. Well, you don't see all the work behind the scenes. And so, Matt, thank you for all you do for your community, unity, unity, casting community, and for having me on today. Uh, thank you so
1: much. And I know we're going to continue the conversation. And I, I've, I've told you before, too, it's a journey-driven podcast. So you're welcome back on any So if you want to do a another, you know, uh, complimentary topic six months from now or a year from now or you guys are expanding and doing some really cool things, you know, please feel free because – um, you know, we're, we're never one thing. Uh, we're constantly evolving and uh, life changes. Well, at this point now life is changing usually by the hour, but, <laughs> um, you know, really appreciate having you on and, and everybody listening. So uh, please take a, a, a look at com forward slash HSS, Tom Schwab, S-C-H-W-A-B um, at, out of Kalamazoo. So I, I'm sure that there's a ton of, uh, of Tom Schwab's in Kalamazoo. (laughs) Um, But, um, you know, we talked a little bit about, uh, you know, as a kind of a quick recap, just this idea that we are living in a very interesting time where, um, you know, podcasting is very infant. It's still, you know, figuring its identity. It's still figuring its organizational infrastructure out right now. It's still figuring out its data points, Um, but it is an exciting time and there's some exciting shows. And as a brand, when you align with the right audiences, um, you don't have to do a million different things. You can actually just, you know, focus on a few really key podcasts or a few really key dis- digital distribution points that just make sense for where your, where your customers are at. And when you do that, you have greater impact and with more ease and less, you know, uh, resistance and, um, you know, kind of swimming upstream versus the, the swimming downstream, which is what you're looking for. So, uh, so reach out to Tom, be sure to reach out to him uh, forward slash HSS. Um, as Tom said, yes, please leave a rating and review. Um, you know, uh, as much as I, um, you know, I, 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 I ask everybody immediately, but you know, Apple is really big on that. It definitely helps with the mission of the podcast, getting it out there even further. And, uh, yeah, Tom, thanks again for your time. I know it's in- insanely valuable. So I really appreciate having you on.
0: Thank you, Matt. I appreciate you and all you doing.
1: Thank you. Sit tight. I'll I'll connect with you here offline in one second. But to everybody else listening, for Tom Schwab, for myself, Matt Gossman, for The Hustle Sold Separately in this episode, we are out.